Okay, so I actually thought I had started it already and I'm starting it now. Uh, I've already uploaded one from yesterday. I don't know if it's two episodes or not. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just go from here. Um, one thing I noticed about America is that, or this Western culture, America included, they, there is cruelty here, unimaginable cruelty. And it's a given that they're going to be cruel. Now, you know, this only happened a few times in the history of this country or the history of the world. What is unimaginable cruelty was, and it lasted thousands and thousands of years, actually until they either moved by the ocean where there was access to iodine or where um, when the government started implementing iodine in the diets. But you know, I think the cruelty come from these sordid diets people do. And I mean, whites who are low and deficient of iodine or have no iodine, what they do is... Um, They get on these diets, salt-free diet, huh, for the blood pressure, right? So they're missing their iodine. We, I don't use iodine. I, as I say it, I only use uh, salt, sea salt, Himalayan salt, any kind of salt, but it don't have iodine in it. Um, and then the bread. Uh, a lot of people, now if you eat French bread in New Orleans, you got a lot, a lot of iodine in you already, or a sufficient amount. That's bread kind of push you over the edge, and you may feel your throat getting swollen or something. Like you might have a minor allergic reaction. That's the iodine. Uh, and these people going to these gluten-free diets, you know, no bread, no salt. So cruelty is on the rise. And... It's just not cruelty. I mean, it's easy to be cruel to us because they're more likely to get away with it. Uh, we're more likely to laugh about it and not complain about it. Um, say, damn, you got away from that motherfucker, didn't you? But this is crazy. Uh, we cannot keep excusing this cruelty because it, <laughs> it haven't ended. So the thing is, I'm going to leave that alone for right now and I'm going to jump right into... Uh, my my event okay now i went to the va that like i say after i had been hanging on a coast for a while i went in try to just get some uh get my health looked at again i'm vegan i wasn't really worried about anything but my back was kicking my ass my knees was kicking my ass uh the cold weather on the coast even during the summer uh so i was uh in a little pain and all I wanted to get that addressed I wanted I wasn't more about my colon my prostate or anything even though I was peeing a lot and I knew why I was peeing a lot because I drank coffee I love coffee I grew up on coffee and chicory coffee chicory molasses and cream shit that was breakfast with some toast so I do love coffee so after they took <clears throat> my blood or the doctor Nah, she ain't a doctor. After Wolf, Wolf, 
Yeah, she's a fucking wolf, all right. After T Fox sent me to get blood work and da da da, came back that my PSA levels are high. I talked to the urologist, want to bring me in, you know. I say, okay, I can fix this. I can fix this. Uh, so when I talked to, you know, my PSA level was down, you know, actually down because I cut my coffee in half, started intaking more water. And uh, instead of them wanting to monitor that, you know, because I, 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 I'm, I'm going to give up coffee eventually. <laughs> Psych. But uh, I uh, don't need the coffee like I need to. It's, it's a combination of different things. And anyway, as far as my health and the coffee, I brought my PSA level down uh, quite a bit. And instead of them wanting to monitor this, she wanted to send me to the uh, get this examination at Oregon State Hospital University, O-S-H-U, or Oregon Hospital Science University, one of them, up there in Portland. And the uh, uh, urologist was in Portland, a little short Asian lady. I don't even know her name now. Uh, but the thing was, before that uh, um, actual procedure on the... Uh, 3rd of September of this year, 2022, she did a, a, prost a, a prostate examination. You know, you know, fellas, sticking a finger up your ass, uh, swirling it around, trying to feel your prostate, you know. So uh, she did that. Say, yeah, you know, you still have a rather large prostate. And I'm telling, I try to tell these people, you know, I am. A large man. I'm not big. I'm large. I'm tall. Shouldn't my prostate, shouldn't everything about me be just a tad bit bigger than the average person? I can't fit in a fucking little uh, tractor like they had me do in the military and kick my ass. But the thing is, they don't want to listen to that ration. I don't think anybody ever taught them that. You know, things supposed to weigh a certain amount, be a certain way, and that's only for certain people for certain size you cannot tell me a little bitty man has my prostate and i and if if he do he's in trouble but the thing is uh she wanted she inserted a finger put a finger in my ass you know and uh you know yeah you know i'm gonna uh set you up for this examination and i'm like look i'm not taking no get no examination i'm not going under for nobody no mr t this is not going to bring you under you won't have to worry about that uh so i reluctantly agreed to it and it's at the date for september 4th now mind you i'm going to stop this right here uh, i'm going to tell you a little bit about my body again i said i i am vegan been vegan for years I gave up hot sauce, maybe about last year. As a matter of fact, when I stopped hanging with Angela, I mean, Michael, sorry, Michael. Uh, when I started hanging with her, I gave up uh, hot sauce. I don't even use black pepper. You know, my hemorrhoids. I have hemorrhoids. I grew up in New Orleans. Hot sauce was on the table. Not just one bottle, two bottles. Not a little bottle, a big bottle. And y'all know what I'm talking about. Hot sauce is a 
side dish <laughs> is part of the dish, you know, in Louisiana. And unless you can control yourself before you get this hemorrhoidal trouble, you know, you're good. But the thing is, I, uh, after the examination, now, she never said anything about my prostate. I mean, about my uh, hemorrhoids. Didn't think they were going to be a bother for them to stick a medical instrument up my ass and blow up a balloon. You know, there was nothing that concerned her about my hemorrhoids that made her think twice about this procedure. But, uh, so I go have the procedure. And this was September the 3rd. And, um, God, oh my God, what a, let me stop a minute. Okay, sorry about that. Okay, it was early one Sunday morning, um, September the 4th. I had to be there for 8.15. My appointment procedure started at 8.30. I had to check in. I had to go down upstairs on the 10th floor. And this was at the OHSU in Portland and uh, on Jesse something Parkway. So I, uh, I'm sitting there. I mean, you know, I go see the nurse. They put a stint in my arm. Fucking beautiful stint. Didn't bother me at all. And I'm, I was amazed, you know, that this lady did a damn good job. She even gave me some reference in case I need to uh, take this prostate thing a little further after the examination. So I, uh, she led me upstairs, or brought me downstairs to the fourth floor imaging department. I sat down there and waited. Next, my name was called. You know, and this guy came there, white guy, shorter than me. And he's, uh, Black hair, youngster, not wrong young, but 20, 30, late 20s, early 30s, kind of hard to tell the fucking age. So uh, speaking with this Eastern European accent, almost like a German accent he's trying to make. And I can tell it's fake because, I mean, I've been all over. I've been in Alaska working with the Eastern Europeans in 2016 here. Uh, and I, I do know the accents because, I mean, there's a a way to a uh, person who came in contact with a lot of people, I did start to recognize people, Not maybe not directly where they was from, but you know, I can tell you, yeah, you're from Europe somewhere talking like that, you know. Anyway, I uh, was led into the examination room or the procedure room where the MRI machine is and uh, laid on the table. First thing this dude did was manipulate the stent in my arm. I'm like, whoa. Hey, that hurt. Oh, this for the contrast. I say, I know. But, you know, letting him know it hurt. And what he did was he put, like, the uh, part where he would insert the needle to put the contrast was towards my palm, the palm of my hand. And uh, so what he did was he took a piece of tape and put underneath that and raised it up causing a slope under my arm. And it was fucking excruciating pain. I'm like, he said, that's for the contrast. I'm like, I know. 
put that bow on there like, you know, that yellow bow on the tree or on lapels. But he added a piece of tape to that, put it across the intersection. Now, during examination, I looked at that damn thing. For one, it caused a lot of pain throughout the fucking entire examination. That's what was one point of pain. Uh, the next thing was I uh, looked at that. And I've done a little study on uh, Egyptian history, all kind of cultures, really, but Egyptian. And this reminded me of uh, the symbol of a woman, but something was different about it. And I'm, I'm looking at this thing as I'm laying down there throughout the procedure and, you know, trying to bear the other pain. And, you know, and I'm looking at this fucking thing and I know I've seen it. I'm trying to keep my mind out the pain. I know I've seen this somewhere. But uh, it didn't come to me then. Uh, so what I done was, uh, I mean, what was next? I guess I was, uh, he took an x-ray. Uh, I was on my back, he took the x-ray. Then mm. he started the procedure. Had me lay on my side, put my right leg up. And, you know, to expose my ass. And the first time his attempt to insert it, it's fucking painful. It's like he ran into a fucking wall. I'm like, what the fuck? That's, I said, dude, that hurt. He said, you have to keep still. I said, it hurt. Did it again. Pain worse. I said, look, that hurt. You're hitting a wall. This motherfucker done it again caused me some real fucking pain. I said, dude, that hurt. That hurt. You're hitting a wall. He said, you got to keep still. He did it again. And this time I moved. I'm like, fuck, dude. I moved out of his way. But this motherfucker had his left hand on my hip preventing me from moving. You got to keep still. I moved anyway. And I looked around at him. I'm like, what? I say, look, if that's the way this shit's supposed to feel, this fucking procedure's over. This procedure's over. It's done. He laughed. Now, mind you, I was part way up. My left leg hanging off the table, my right foot on the table. Um, and I'm on my elbow. I'm up. I'm pretty much getting up. He laughed. Say, you laughing? I'm not laughing. <laughs> and he walked away. He lost that German accent for a fucking minor second. He didn't realize it. And he walked out the room. He was gone a couple minutes. And uh, came back. Now, I don't know, you know, my arm hurting. I don't know exactly how long when he was gone, but he came back and he said, Oh, your rectum narrow and on a different on a on a different angle. I ain't say shit, you know, cause I'm I'm like I'm like this shit happen again. We gonna fucking fight. And but mind you, when I uh, pulled away from him, I looked back at him. Now what I saw in his hand was a medical instrument. He was holding it like a fucking weapon. And uh, 
I got a fucking good image of it. Now, the part didn't really come to my mind until after the procedure. After, I, after. And what I looked at was this thing in his right hand with a beige color, like a manila envelope, vanilla, manila envelope color, but a little dark and dusty. But what I saw at the tip was the fucking steel rod and this piece of, I mean, the, the, like the, the, the cloth, the, the, the plastic, the rubber is just coming. It's ready to bust out the rubber. Now, that was solid in my mind. But also what was solid in my mind, this faster didn't have any fucking lube on there. But I wasn't thinking that. I was in fucking pain. So, but that, play, that stayed in my mind. Because I, I relived this shit over when I got home and read the, well, how the procedure was supposed to be. And once I read that and I'm like, oh, no, 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 fuck no. And then once I got home and no lube came on my ass, I know I was fucking fucked raw with a medical instrument. Uh, so anyway, back to the procedure. He inserted, I was in pain. I fucking didn't know he put this bitch in me. Now, I was turned on my back. When I turned on my back, he blew that balloon up. Before he blew that balloon up, felt like a fucking log was stuck up my ass. Pushed my pelvis up, pushed every fucking thing up. Uh, I laid up there 45 minutes in that kind of pain with that and on my arm. And uh, you know, when it was over, um, I got up. I told him you shouldn't have laughed at me. Why didn't you laugh? Okay. Uh, I went, I went, uh, to the dressing room. I could barely stand up. I could barely fucking walk. I'm in pain. I'm fucking real pain. And now, you know, this doctor said this shit wasn't gonna supposed to be fucking painful. It's just supposed to be uncomfortable. So, okay, maybe I'm just having a little minor pain right now, but this shit hurt like hell. Uh, my ass hurt. My pelvis hurt. My hernia just fucking then popped up. Like, fuck, something wrong here. Uh, I went home. Well, I went to the dressing room, and next thing you know, I'm trying to get dressed. Can't sit down now, but I'm trying to get dressed. And I, uh, somebody knock at the fucking door, like a fucking police. I say, I'm in here. Next thing you know, another fucking knock like that. I say, I shouted them, wait! Cause I'm I'm fucking mad now. I'm really, really fucking mad now. I go out there and uh, I open up the door rather. And this guy got a mask on now, so I could barely tell if he's the same person. But what I noticed standing right there in front of him is a little short man with a robe on, like a gown on. Um. 
I felt sorry for the old guy. I did. Uh, oh, short white guy. But I bet you any money he didn't feel the pain I felt. So, I, uh, little man, little motherfucker too. So, I, I left. I left. My dog was in the car. I had to get back to the dog because the dog hadn't been out in two hours since we rode up there. Because uh, it took me two hours to get there plus the procedure. And, you know, they only took the dog out to piss. So I actually went downstairs, took the dog walking. Not even walking. I didn't go walking. I just let her out right on the fucking ground campus ground right there where I was parked because I, I, I wasn't about to walk nowhere. So I um, I went home and I was, I mean, it was a fucking dreadful ride. I'm, I'm thinking something happened. Something fucking went wrong. Something happened here. So first thing I did was once I got home was uh Sorry. I started going over the notes from the procedure. What they gave me on how this procedure was supposed to work. And I sound, I see where I should have been on my side. This motherfucker laid me on my back. And he knew he done what he done. Uh, so I started making notes on everything about the procedure that was wrong. And uh, I started the email that night. I wasn't sure if I was going to send it off. But then after I started thinking and thinking and thinking and I saw what that symbol was. It wasn't an Egyptian sign. It was a racist symbol. When he stood there looking at that symbol, he was looking at an OK, Oat Keeper. motherfucker tagged me and uh, I don't know if they had anybody else in that fucking room or what but he tagged me and he um, with a racial symbol and not only did he do that he fucked me up royally so I went home and the next morning I woke up and my fucking ass felt like it was falling out I couldn't walk I couldn't take the dog fucking nowhere but around the corner. And that happened, that was going on for a long time. But anyway, I uh, I sent an email out to my providers and well, to the VA, T Fox, my so called Salem uh, primary care. I sent one to the urologist, urologist office up in Portland. And I also sent one inadvertently to the patient advocate in New Orleans. And they sent me one back, an email back saying, look, you got to get in contact with your local VA. I paused then. I really paused because I'm like, okay, I didn't report a crime to this man and he's telling me I got to go this way. But that's okay. I hadn't got a bad reaction from the VA yet, other than my first primary care meeting with when I got to see the psychologist. So uh, when I reported racism, 
not reported when I made a comment about some fucking racism sitting right there at the front desk as you come into the VA. <laughs> Good place for it, huh? Symbolism. So I, um, I sent the emails out uh, when they sent one back. Primary care sent one back. Oh, sorry to hear. Um, if if it, pain get any worse, go to the ER. Okay, I just came. This just happened at a state facility. What's going to happen if I go to an ER, another state fucking facility, and report something like this? Uh, and they gave me an appointment on the 13th, nine days after the fucking event happened. So, uh, and I, I, I did, and I'm going to read the email to you, actually. And I, I requested swift, speedy examination. I need this looked at right away. And I was delayed. And I'm kind of thinking, well, maybe that's the best they can do, but I'm not sure. And the urologist, I'm thinking, you know, why would she not want to see me? Right now, you know, since, I mean, you the one who sent me to this fucking say this motherfucker. So, uh, and I told him, I know this was intentional. You cannot tell me it wasn't. So, you know, I know my doctor now. I know she don't like to hear about fucking white racism. Why? Because she's a fucking racist herself. She is, plain and simple. So, thing is, I, um... Got that email back from her. Got an email back from urologist. Now, I'm going to tell you, it's against the law for them to look in my emails. One department cannot look into another department emails. My primary care can't look into my urologist. Urologist can't look into primary. But when they said what she said, or Lamette, because it wasn't the uh, one, the, the doctor who stuck a finger up my ass, the little Asian lady, they kept her out the loop. The only other minority they kept out the loop. And I'm going to tell you what she done. The fucked up she done that shit she done at the end. But I uh, couldn't believe that they gave me an appointment on the fucking 12th of October. Told me to keep the appointment I got and they checked my urine. Uh, and I'm just fucked now. I'm saying, what the fuck going on? I had an appointment with my uh, psychologist. Um, she wanted to look into some things. Now, I didn't know the doctor brought me back in because this fucking psychologist, Rosie, spoke to her. Now, she asked my permission to look into some things. God knows I didn't know this fucking woman was going to call my fucking doctor. But that set a pattern. The pattern was anything, anytime I complained about not being seen, something fucking wrong. And when I started complaining about the doctor, guess who they called? The fucking doctor. So, I, uh, okay, I had an appointment with the doctor on the 20th of October. And as soon as I got, I mean, I had an appointment before that with her. I talked to her, and this was after I talked to a psychologist. She brought me in there again. I'm like, you know, what's going on here? Oh, I contact the VA. Now, mind you, I got those two emails. I got a call from patient advocate. Patient advocate told me there is nothing she can do. I said, wait a minute, let me explain to you what happened. There's nothing I can do. 
I'm sorry, I don't know what you want me to do, and hung up on me. I've got it recorded. Now, the thing about that is, uh, if I didn't send an email to the patient advocate in Portland, and I know the one in New Orleans didn't, where did she get this information from? Where did she get a note from? My doctor. My doctor. My doctor's been in contact with everyone. You hear? So she tell me uh, nothing she can do. Boom. Okay. So, you know, I had an appointment with my doctor uh, after I complained to the urologist, I mean, to the uh, psychologist, Rosie. You know, the one who I told, you know, I don't think your profession is worth the fuck because y'all don't do nothing but try to get people used to this fucking, uh, uh, this racism. You're not trying to fix racism. You're trying to get us to go along with the shit. So, uh, I, uh, went ahead on and I told Rosie about this shit, you know. I said, you know, you told me before we started this. If you were here of any crimes, you got to report it. I say, I hope that means if somebody commit a crime against me, you have to report it. And I will, you will hear it. And I told her, and see, I'm emotional. I cry a lot. And it don't matter to me. I wear my fucking uh, emotions on my sleeve. I have no problem with crying. And you better watch out when I'm crying because I'm fucking mad then. I'm mad as fuck. And crying helped me stop swinging. Stop making me make stupid decisions, making me do something impulsively. So uh, you're going to hear me cry on all these motherfuckers. I, I, I mean, by the time I got to this thing, I was an emotional wreck. By the time I got to that fucking first appointment with the doctor, I was an emotional wreck. So, But anyway, once I did send all of these uh, emails out, I had this appointment on the 13th with my prime care, uh, October the 12th with the urologist department. And I had an appointment on the, uh, what that was, the 17th of September with Rosie. And I'm thinking they're going to report it. So Rosie want to talk to me next week. You know, it was it had been a every a month thing then until this shit happened. Call me back next week and, you know, we talked. I'm still waiting for shit to happen. Then week after that, like, wait a minute, who did you contact? She says she contacts seniors, uh, uh, senior agencies and disability agency. I said, well, I hadn't heard from anybody. She said, well, I did report it. I said, well, my doctor said she reported to, to the VA. Now, I haven't heard from anyone yet. And I said, this is going on a month. I hadn't been brought in to be examined yet other than the emergency room. Well, I don't want to get ahead. But I did send the emails out. And after the emails went out, I, um, I was fucking stuck waiting to go to the doctor. I refused. Now, what the email in the urologist office said, uh, as your doctor said, go to the emergency room if you, the pain get any worse. And I'm like, I don't understand what they fucking mean worse. They hadn't brought me in for an examination. What do you mean worse? So what they're doing now, they're delaying me. They're fucking delaying every fucking thing. I got it now. 
I was a little slow. But one thing I started doing was recording these motherfuckers. I recorded a patient advocate. I recorded every contact I had with the VA. And you'll be surprised how they tried to make me look. But anyway, uh, let me pause. Sorry about that. I get a little overwhelmed sometimes and get off track. Because uh, I want to keep this in a simple order that people can follow. Um, so I'm, I'm at the emails. I'm at the, um, the uh, patient advocate who got a note. And um, I'm left to wait nine days before, or not nine days, it's because I sent the email off not the next day, but early the next morning before I changed my mind about this because I know I'm hurt, something's wrong, something's definitely wrong, and I need to get this looked at now. My pelvis, my hernia is popped up like a fucker. Oh, my asshole felt like it was fucking hanging to my knees and shit, you know what I mean? I was fucked. I couldn't walk, I couldn't stand up straight. <sighs> And I walk five miles a day. I couldn't even walk a mile. So I'm sitting there and I'm waiting and I'm fucking going through emotional shit, you know, reliving this shit over and over and over and over and over and over. So by the time I got to see my doctor or this motherfucker, Tracy Fox, NP, she, um, I was a fucking emotional wreck, I tell you. And um, the thing about that is I had another appointment with a, with a podiatrist in Cavallis. I, I don't want to call the wrong name out because I had an eyeglass appointment there too and this, this dude was great. But the podiatrist, and I will come up with his name, I got his paperwork around it somewhere. He, um, Try to get me to okay some uh, um, inserts. I'm like, no, I get my shoes and inserts from the VA. But these gonna do 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 help you. Now my feet are fucked up. I got coins, callus all over the damn things. You know, bottom, top, side, my toes. You know, I it needed to be worked on. Uh, this dude only touched me once. And that was when he held that thing up where, you know, asked me to raise my head up. He held my leg, feet up and put that thing against him and telling me how, you know, he came up with this. He get, he make them, but he gets somebody else to make them so the VA won't catch on. And I'm like, this dude just committed, telling me he committing a crime, but don't want to even fucking touch me because I'm black. He think we cool, huh? So I'm like, yeah, okay, let's go and get the inserts. And I'm thinking he's gonna work on my feet. He say, let me go tell the secretary, put this audit in. He came back to the door. He said, okay, call me when they come in. I'm like, oh, what? He said, call me when they come in and we'll uh, see how they work on you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you motherfucker. I got this shit right now. I walked out and Got my phone because I never carry my phone with me. Keep it in the car. Or keep it at home, really. And uh, I called them. They look, don't worry about them inserts. I'm going to uh, 
get my inserts and shoes from the VA and I will report to the VA what you done. And I did. Uh, I reported to my prime care. Oh my God, why would I report another fucking act of racism? You know, because this just made this bitch put fucking more nails in my coffin. But anyway, I'm going to stop right now because I... I'm, uh, fucked. I'm kind of fucked up, but, uh... You know, reliving this shit over and over. Oh, but I do have one thing. I uh, All the letters I sent out, uh, ACLU... Now, this is the second time I heard of this because, uh... Oregon, uh... uh Civil Rights Commission actually did send me a letter back, email back, say they decided to look into my, investigate this. And I'm like, okay. But they also telling me about tort laws. If I want to sue somebody, I'm like, I'm not trying to sue nobody. I'm trying to get fucking answers of why they hired this, why they tried to kill me. But seems like that's the only way I'm going to get answers. So the ACLU sent me these forms, uh, Oregon State forms. Now, this is the second person I've talked to that told me I've got to do this because the lady called me last week from Oregon Civil Rights. It told me, I guess she think there's a time limit. Well, there is a time limit. If I plan on suing the state or any of the state facilities, Oregon standard tort claim forms must be filled out within 180 days. So I actually have till March 3rd. But I mean, just think of the people who don't know this. You don't get no answers unless you sue a motherfucker for money. So, uh, damn. I can't not do it. I was planning on leaving the country. I, I, I really am planning on leaving the country. But I got to see this through right now. Um, I do. I've got to. And because my daddy would, my daddy would be disappointed in me. I mean, so many people would be disappointed if I didn't do this. Because I think uh, what happened to me isn't isolated. I'm just lucky. I'm so fucking lucky. And I know that. I've known I've always been lucky. I've always been an oddball. Uh, I've always been slow. Uh, not slow in mental state, slow in thinking about things. Uh, I don't rush into thought because when I do rush into thought, I get dizzy. I long suffer from verticals. I know my boy and them, my partner and them thought I was odd, but I didn't know I was suffer from vertical until maybe 20 years ago, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's why I'm dizzy. <laughs> yeah, it's as, and it was because of an injury when I was a kid and uh, bringing on a stress. I don't sleep. I'm uh, up more than I sleep. I don't sleep. I pass out. And this is a lifelong thing. You know, I remember being up in the project, looking out the windows, two, three o'clock in the morning. My daddy get up and go to work and say, boy, what you doing? I say, I'm just looking. And he go hang out on the porch and I go hang out there with him. You know, and he sent me inside. Me and my daddy was tight. My family didn't even know it. And uh, it's because of him and me. And uh, 
fucking black race that I cannot let this go. And I'm from the project. What that mean? Not a damn thing. I mean, I'm just as human. I mean, I didn't face many trials than them. Um, so, I've also made a little song about the project, and I'm going to drop that too. No music, I just use my voice for music. Uh, somebody told me once, Tina. Tina, I think Gail wipes. Gail wipe, uh, Gail. That's Lillian Cousin. Tell me, you ought to, you ought to tell stories. <laughs> you know, because I would always be talking about something like the Neanderthals. I would tell them about the Neanderthals, you know. Yeah, you ought to tell me, you're good with that. Um, but here I am, Tina. Um, telling a story and too bad it had to happen for real, huh? Well, I mean, I ain't never told the wrong stuff story. I'm not into fiction. It's all about the real. So here I am. I'm gonna go ahead and leave this alone for a minute. And uh, I'm gonna drop this one. I'm gonna push that uh, low. I don't know which one I'm gonna put out. The project vo song or the voice song. But uh, I will push something out later.